Hey, good, good evening and welcome to the uh, premiere episode of the Aglow Muskegon podcast. We want to tell you right now that we are not smooth techies nope. and we are not uh, <laughs> skilled at doing a podcast. So we're just glad you're here with us. If anybody's tuning in, it's, it's Aglow Muskegon podcast. You can listen on... Uh, uh, we, you can watch us right now on Facebook Live, or you could watch it later. But then, after it's done, the audio is going to be available on our website, and that's aglowmuskegon.org slash podcast, and also on your favorite podcasting app, like iTunes or Spotify. And I'm here tonight. I'm Lisa Enders, by the way. I'm part of the Aglow Muskegon leadership team, and I'm here with Vanessa Davis, Aglow Muskegon president. And we're glad you could join us. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to our launch of our podcast. Yes. You yeah. know, we wanted to do this because we wanted to be able to spend more time with you. And everybody has such busy lives. Mm -hmm. And we wanted, we have some people that we just want to share their stories with you. And uh, they're powerful stories. Sometimes they're tragic stories. But there's power in telling our story. Yes, it is. Our stories give people hope. They bring light. The entire Bible is full of stories, and that's what inflames, that enriches, <laughs> that strengthens our faith. So when we decided to do this, we knew that there were women and men in our community who had had challenges and struggles and also some triumphs. Lots of triumphs, and we wanted to bring them to you in this platform, just sitting around and having a conversation, speaking about the goodness of the Lord, bringing the tangible presence of Jesus to our community. Yes, and uh, we're overcomers, the Bible says, yes. by the blood of the Lamb and by and the, the word, word of, of our, our testimony. testimony. <laughs> and so overcomers are given all kinds of rewards in heaven and on earth too. Yeah. So we wanted to share that overcomer story with you. We also are taking the airwaves for Jesus. Uh, can, you, can you talk a little bit about yes. what that means? Yes, air supremacy, air superiority. When you think about those terms, the first thing that I think about is warfare because that's a a term that's used for our, for the, the air forces. And we are aligning ourselves with Aglow International, which by the way, I want to tell you a little bit about them real briefly, or about us. We are a lighthouse of Aglow International, which is a interdenominational organization for women and men who have over uh, 2 million uh, members across the globe. There's 171 different nations that Aglow International is in, and they have lighthouses. And this Muskegon Aglow is one of the lighthouses. And what we want to do is align ourselves with the vision and the mandate that God has given Aglow, and that is to take authority that he gave us in our communities to show the love of Jesus and also to defeat and see the will of this, defeat the enemy and see the will of God accomplished right here in our community. 
And as we said earlier, what better way to do that than to speak about the goodness of God and the things that he's brought so many of us through. That's right. When we have air supremacy in the battle, that means the victory is ours. It's ours. And so we are declaring and decreeing. Mm -hmm. We're not just petitioning. We're going to declare and decree things to be <laughs> in our Amen. community. That's right. So, um, we talked a little bit about Aglow International and their vision for evangelism and intercession throughout the world. It's a yes. powerful and well-known ministry. And uh, if you think you know what Aglow is in our community, you better think again because we are a new <laughs> generation of warriors and champions. And yeah. uh, we're going to move heaven and, and earth. So we also wanted to thank our sponsor for tonight's podcast, and that's PTI Logistics. Thank you. Uh, thank yes. you very much for uh, helping to bring about this podcast. Hey, we're going to get better and better at this. We might be a little awkward tonight, but pretty soon Vanessa and I are going to have a chat. We're going to mm -hmm. forget you're all there, and we're just going to have a chat in front yeah. of the fire with our coffee mugs and uh, <laughs> just enjoy ourselves. Mm -hmm. This is uh, good. We're also going to be able to, if you're on, joining us on Facebook Live and you have a question for, for us at all about a glow or about Vanessa and her story coming up, you can type that question in and we have somebody ready to let us know what those questions are and we'll answer, him, uh, answer them right here on the podcast. Oh, Lord love us. We are just <laughs> ready to go. You know, we talked about... Um, power in our testimony and how we are over overcomers when we yeah. declare the word of our testimony. Yes. And mm -hmm. each and every one of us has a story. But Vanessa, as a Glow Muskegon president, it's so fitting that you're here with us first because we know that you have a powerful story. Oh, yes. And it's, it's not a story that <laughs> is probably easy to tell. No, it's, we it's not. It's not easy to tell, but you know, it becomes easy to tell because as I tell the story, it just reinforces and you know, it's good to remember your testimony. It's good to remember what the Lord brought you through. Sometimes once we're in something and the Lord delivers us from it, we can sometimes forget and, it, and, and just the distance from what it was might cause us to not remember the impact and what it is. And so the word of our testimony will also encourage and undergird us. You know, I read somewhere that testimony not only means say it again, it means do it again. Mm. So God, do it again. If you can do it for Vanessa you can do it for Lisa. You can do it for somebody else. So by hearing my story, someone that might have suffered a loss of a child, which is what my story is, will be more encouraged to know that there is a light at the end of that very dark tunnel because it is a dark tunnel. You know, you yeah. and I were just, we were visiting and having a little dinner before the podcast tonight. And I knew that we were going to be talking about your story and uh, the Aglow Muskegon leadership team is here with us tonight and they asked a question about my daughter and I very cheerfully was talking about her and mm -hmm. I was thinking about how much I love her and it's unimaginable yeah. to me 
Yeah. That I could think about going through my life. And she's not without there. her. Yes. Well, I guess I'll just start. It. It. My daughter. Uh, I always said her name was Tina, and I always said Tina was my little mini me. She was like me. I have three children, and she was the last. She was my my baby. And she looked like me, she acted like me, she had the creativity thing going on. The other two, you know, I love them, but Tina was like her mom. And so um, she... She was, she was beautiful. I've she seen was pictures very, of your daughter. very pretty, very, a very pretty girl. Um, I used to look like that too, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but yes, she was. Still and, beautiful. And <laughs> Tina... Um, she, as a lot of women do, um, developed fibroid tumors. Now, you would never think that fibroid tumors would be the source of someone's life being ended. But she um, got fibroid tumors, uterine fibroid tumors, and the doctors weren't able to save her uterus. And so she determined that she did not want to have a hysterectomy because she felt like the Lord would heal her and that she wanted to remain whole so she could bear children. Mm -hmm. And she suffered with that for a few years. And I kept trying to encourage her. I think you should have the surgery because she had gotten to the point where her, she would just have these hemorrhages and her blood uh, hemoglobin count would go down. She'd be hospitalized and all those things. But most people didn't know that to look at her because she walked by faith. She really believed that she was going to be healed and she sought the Lord for healing. And um, the last time I saw her was Christmas Day 2015. Mm -hmm. And we were all at the house at Christmas and she didn't feel well. But she still hung around. We played games and laughed, and she was so funny. I, she just, I had me rolling on the floor laughing. And uh, in January, it was a Thursday night, I got a call from a friend of hers. And he said, have you talked to Tina? And I said, I called her on Monday, but she didn't answer the phone. And I haven't talked to her at all this week. He said, I'm over here knocking on the door. And she's not answering. She won't answer the phone. And I said, well, you know how Tina is. Because Tina, when she doesn't feel well, sometimes she would curl up with a blanket. She would turn the phone off. She wouldn't answer. She'd just pull in. And so I said, well, well, I'm going to call. I'm going to keep calling. I'm going to tell his, her brother and sister to call as well. And we were all calling, and nothing was happening. So I, finally, it got to be around 7.30 in the evening. And I said, I'm going to call the police to go over there. And she's just going to have to be mad at me because I need her to answer the phone. That's right. Well, that was around 7.30, 8 o'clock-ish, and it got to be around 11, and I didn't hear anything from the police. And I called the police back, and they said, well, we had a car go over there, and I'm going to get them on the phone, and so I'll get back with you. And she didn't, and about an hour passed. And my doorbell rang. And it was a light shining, a flashlight shining. I'm like, what is this? And it was a police officer. And I never, I didn't consider it. I don't know what I thought. And so he came in and 
I said, so you have news about my daughter? And he said, um, I want everybody in the house to come into this room. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's, what are you, what's going on? What's going on? And he said, she's deceased. We found her deceased on the sofa. And I don't remember anything for a few minutes after that because my husband said I collapsed because I could not believe that. Even though he was standing there and I saw his mouth say that, I couldn't believe it. It was like it couldn't, it didn't register. Oh, and all I could say was Jesus. I just sat on the sofa and rocked and called his name because that's all I could think to do. There was nobody else that could help me but Jesus because my child was gone. They just told me she was gone and it didn't make sense. So Tina had laid down to take a nap. She didn't feel well. She had just got off the phone with her best friend, I learned later. And she said she didn't feel well and she was going to lay down. And that was what she did. And she just went to sleep. Uh, a pulmonary embolism, that's a blood clot, uh, went from her up through her lungs to her and stopped her heart in her sleep. So she really didn't have any pain because that's the other thing. When you hear that your ch child was alone, you wonder what was her last moments like. And, and, and that, that was almost like a torturing thought to me for a while. Because yeah, we I, can't stand our children to, to hurt, be, to have terror or pain or. And that yeah. seemed to be the ultimate terror to be on your way out of here and you're alone and there's nobody there because she lived alone in an apartment and she lived in Grand Rapids. But the Lord managed to get, I started to gain information. They had to do an autopsy and all that sort of thing, but um, Tina had been gone for four days before we found her. She actually passed away that same Sunday. She passed away on Sunday morning um, we didn't find her until Thursday. We, everybody was trying to reach her, reach her, but nobody, we never thought that. We really thought she was just at home not answering the phone or out busy or whatever. So, uh, that night, I, I, so many people were just so, Kind. My pastor came over meeting his wife, and by this time, we're talking. It's midnight when everybody gets, you know, gets to my house, and my kids all come, and it's a flurry of things going on around you. But you know, you're really not, not there. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. So they sent social workers, and and I, I thank God for those ministries, people that come and they sit with you. They came and sat down next to me in the chair, and just talked to me and rubbed my back, and just people being kind and sweet to you. Right. And your mind is in a fog. You really don't. You I know what was going on, but I wasn't clear. That morning, I woke up. After crying, oh, well, I didn't really, I can't say woke up. I got up. 
<laughs> if I didn't right. sleep. Right. Cry all night, and I didn't understand. And the, the thing that just saddened me so much was, I'm not ever going to see her again. I don't. And I told my husband, I said, Tony, I'm not going to make it through this. And he said, you're going to make it, and this is how. And he walked over and got his prayer book and opened it up to a prayer. It's a little small book and gave it to me, and I took it. I read it. I laid out in our bedroom floor with that prayer. I read it, and I lay there. And I don't know how much time passed, but the Lord moved in mercy and grace and love. I got up from off that floor. Before I would, when I laid on that floor, there was this anchor of a heaviness in my chest that I could never explain. It was a heavy grief, sadness, just a weight, and made me think that I wasn't going to be able to live through that because you can't care. How do you carry that every day and live? And that's what I was telling Tony. But when I got off the floor, it was gone. That weight literally was gone. And I went about planning her memorial service because we couldn't, we didn't want to have her body because it had started to uh, go back. And so I didn't want to see her like that. So we cremated her and had a memorial service. And people came by and loved on me and I was able to function. I actually was able to function. The Lord made such a change in my heart. And he started to talk to me because I, in my still time, I would say, Lord, I don't understand how this could happen. And you didn't let me know how this could occur. And I mean, we're close, Lord. We're close, right? So wouldn't, why wouldn't you tell me this? And he said to me, this has nothing to do with you. This was between me and Tina. <laughs> yeah. So I know Tina had said to me weeks before that I'm spending time in my Bible. I'm getting so much closer to the Lord. And I'm thinking, well, maybe she was just ready and just, you know, talking to the Lord. And he was like, okay, let's go. And we'll be, they will be okay. I will take care of them. They will be okay. And okay, I don't know about okay. Because once you lose a child, there is something like a new normal. You okay. function, you live, but it's, and you become normal, but it's not like it ever was before. And I always said it was my new normal that I walk through life without Tina in it. Mm -hmm. I was just telling some, some of the ladies that the first, she lived in Grand Rapids and we, every time we would go to Grand Rapids to dinner or something, we'd go over her house. I called her, coming over. <laughs> and shortly after that, when we went over there, we were at the shopping center, which was not too far from her house, and I couldn't get out the car. I just cried and cried, and my husband, God bless him, 
he was like, that's fine. We don't have to do anything. You just sit right here if you need to. And what I want to say to most women is it's okay for you to grieve. It's okay for you to miss that person, whatever that loss is, husband, mother, child. But don't let the grief swallow you up. Don't let that heaviness engulf you because the Lord can lift you out of that. I'm a living witness. Don't get me wrong. I still cry. I still miss her. And I think about, oh, Tina, we could have done this and done that. And there's days I look at her picture and I say, I just wish you were here and tears fall. Mm -hmm. But it's never the heaviness. They were dark days. Dark days. And I'm sure you still have dark days. Is there... Something in God's word that particularly you could cling to, some promises, some Lord, you said statements that um, have really yes. brought you through that you can share. Oh, yes. Yes. I told the Lord, you told me you give me beauty for ashes. You give me, oh, now it's for morning, dancing for morning. And I look for that. Because I don't want to mourn my entire life, but I want to dance and celebrate the life that she was, that I had the opportunity to have her in my life. And the Lord said that for the ashes of our lives, for the things that are difficult, that he could bring the joy forth. And he did do that for me in, in small little ways. I feel like the Lord gave me a spiritual upgrade. He, he gave me a knowledge and an understanding that I didn't have before of what trusting him really is, what his sovereignty really is about, what when, when you submit, what submission to God is about. Because I could have very easily just gotten angry with God and determined I don't want anything else to do with a God that would do something like this. Some people do those, do those things. They can't make it through the thought of that and they become angry with God but I held on to his promises that even though you go through the Bible says even if you you may suffer for a while but he will establish you and once you come out of it he will establish you and settle you and I believe that and those are the things I held on to and I still hold on to I still believe that the Lord doesn't make mistakes. His way is higher than mine. And I will understand it when he causes me to understand it. And I may not understand it on this green earth, but there's a day that's coming that all things will become clear. And I, I stand on that. And it gives me a joy to know that my daughter is waiting in heaven. You'll see her again. I'll see her again. Praise God. I thank the Lord for that. Well, we have just a few minutes left. So if you have any questions for Vanessa, there's still time. You can send them in on Facebook Live. Um, Vanessa, yeah. not only have you survived, but you've mm -hmm. thrived. God has given you a new calling. You've taken the helm of a Glow Muskegon and 
visions and dreams he's downloading into you. Uh, Amen. Giving you opportunity to minister to other people's people in this way. Yes. And I, I would say that that's a triumph. So yes. praise the Lord. Yes, that is a triumph. I love the Lord. I tell you, he is amazing because none of none of what I went through was on my own strength. Mm -hmm. It was him carrying me the entire way. And even now, even speaking to you on this podcast, this is the strength of the Lord because a lot of things I could not just do it in and of myself. We talked about that. We you said, well, our first podcast, we should have you because you're the president of a glow and, and you <laughs> could tell people why we want to do this podcast. And I said, you know, you have a story too. Can we go there? Can we, can we talk about that? And you said, yes, I'm, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I, I need to share. So there's yes. one other thing though. I want to say before we go is one other one, uh, Graham Cook, there was a Graham Cook uh, quote, and he said, when you come into circumstances and issues in life that are difficult, your question should not be, why God? Why me? It should be, Lord, what can you be for me now? And what is it that you want to be for me now that we're in this situation, that I'm in this situation? What is it you want to be for me? Right. And I asked him that. And he's beginning to just open up and show me. As I said, I feel like I received an upgrade in my spiritual being. Because he wanted to be for me what I, could, I didn't have before. Yes. So if we're facing trials, if something mm -hmm. is in our circumstances that's difficult, we can just say, Impossible. God, what do you want to be for me today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, we have the, the next. Do, do we have a question? Okay. So Amy Milner wants to know, do you have a favorite scripture? A favorite scripture for this situation. Well, ble blessed minds is. My favorite scripture is "Blessed is the death of a blessed in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints." Because to be—that's what she means. Absent from the body, body is to, to be, be present, present with, with the Lord. Lord. So, no better Gina's place not to be. Thinking, oh, woe is me. Mm -mm. She's no in she, His presence. She it, yes, in the best place. And I said this once before. I said she's where. I'm wanting to this. I'm living this life so that I can go and be in his presence for eternity. So my whole goal is everlasting life. It's been accomplished in her. So what a victory. What's some, that's so much to rejoice about. No tears on that one. Amen. Thank you for your Thanks, question, Amy. Amy. <laughs> and I know that, Amy, you have some scriptures that you're standing on yes. through your situations, too. Um, Amy's a, a faithful, a glow Muskegon person. Hey, we yes. also want to thank our uh, technical engineer tonight, Jacob Steenhagen, and thank the whole you. of Glow Muskegon team who's, who's helping to set this podcast up. We've got several dates coming up. We're going to broadcast on Facebook Live and upload the audio portion 
to our website and to our po- and to your favorite podcasting app. The next the next podcast is scheduled to be on April twenty second, and we're going to be speaking mm-hmm. with Anne Marie Pale, who uh, has a story to tell about teenage pregnancy and giving up a child for adoption. In May, on May thirteenth, we're going to be speaking with Shablia Hudgens, and she's going to be talking about uh, surviving through cancer. Uh, And June 17th, we are going to be speaking with Henrietta Hadley, who's going to be talking to us about how she survived spousal abuse, domestic violence. Yeah. And so we are looking forward to sharing many more stories with you. We're glad you could join us. And again, we want to say thank you to PTI Logistics, who was our podcast sponsor for the evening. It's a local trucking company. And you can mm-hmm. read details about PTI Logistics on our website, aglomuskegon.org slash podcast. So oh, we want to thank well, you for joining yes. us. Do you have? I was going to say, and if you'd like to sponsor a podcast, we have a donation button on our website, don't we? We or are will be there. We have a donation <laughs> button on our website. Thank you to our technical person. <laughs> I keep hitting this mic. <laughs> hey, we're not experts. We aren't <laughs> going to be telling you. We're not going to be professional counselors telling you no. what to do about your circumstance. We won't claim to know all of the answers, but we will share our stories. And we'll be truthful and honest, and we're going to bring glory to God. So thank you for joining us on our first podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.